All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. Today we're talking about probably my most asked question to you. Hey, Dad, what's for dinner? I know. Because I don't think you eat unless you come over. And what is for dinner? Mm, Probably some pasta. Yum. Get cooking. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to make a dish. This is actually your your request. Yes. Penne alla vodka. The best. (laughs) Which is so funny to me because... Because you don't like it. That's not true. <laughs> it's not, that, that's, that's a false statement. I've right. never seen you make it. All right, well, first of all, I'm going to get the pasta going. So basically, a lot of water boiling and a lot of salt. Yep. When you add salt to pasta water, what is it supposed to taste like? The ocean. Oh, okay. Salt water. Salt water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you want, a, you want an abundance of salt. Okay. And I'm going to pour the penne in here. I'm going to let that cook. This is dried penne. So penne is the sort of the quill-shaped pasta. This one is just semolina flour and water. There's no eggs in this pasta. Okay, penne alla vodka is not even truly an Italian dish. (laughs) You do know that, right? Yes. It's an American version of an Italian dish. Yes. Which is totally fine. And it's very simple. It's tomatoes and cream, vodka, some Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese, um, and some penne. And we're going to add just a little bit of parsley and some fresh oregano. We're going to make it very, very, very simple. When I think about what I'm going to make for dinner, it's a pretty narrow range and I don't mean that, that I don't have a big repertoire of things that I would make, but like, unless it's like a holiday dinner or unless it's like a special occasion or something like that, like I want things that are sort of classic in a way, you know, kind of easy to make, things that you can serve family style. Like a big bowl of pasta is always a possibility. So when you and I talked about this idea, the first thing you said to me was penne alla vodka. Is this something you're making for yourself? When we were talking about how we get dinner ideas, I was saying to you, well, most of the dinner ideas I get are from things that I see in social media, whether it's Instagram, TikTok. I mean, I even subscribe to like the New York Times food newsletter. Like I get- Oh, cooking, yeah. Yeah, New York Times cooking. cooking. But obviously TikTok has had a serious moment in the pandemic. And one of these people that I've come across in the pandemic is this kid named Jeremy Sheck. He's, I mean, he's gotta be like 19 or 20. And he's a college student, and he has a food TikTok account. When I checked last, it had more than like six million views. The 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 video, sixty seconds. Penne alla vodka. It's a penne alla vodka recipe. I'll play it for you really quickly. This pasta is the good good. I don't know how else to describe it. Dice an onion. You can skip it if you don't like it. Add salt, lots of black pepper, red pepper flakes, and oregano. If you don't fry off your spices in the olive oil, you're really missing out on flavor. Add your garlic and an entire tube of tomato paste. Make sure you actually cook off the tomato paste before you add the vodka. I've seen no videos do this and it's really important to have a good flavor. I added a third of a cup of vodka and one cup of heavy cream and mixed it up. Then I turned off the heat on my sauce, salted my pasta water, and added my rigatoni. Reserve pasta water, drain your pasta, mix it with some pasta water and some parmigiano reggiano cheese. I actually take my pasta out a minute before it's al dente so it can simmer in the sauce with the pasta water and be perfectly cooked when it's done. Okay, first of all, I'm going to give him big props because he knows what he's talking about. I made mine differently from his. That's just my preference. I use tomato sauce as opposed to just tomato paste, but I get it. 
he understands like the process of like cooking things al dente, taking it out a little bit earlier, cooking it with the sauce. Cooking off the alcohol. And, he, and also like the, even the quality of the pasta that he bought, I, I know he knows what he's doing. Right, right. Where does he live? Is he in a cosmopolitan city? It looks like he's shopping in Italy or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally serious. He, I'm know, sure he, know, he knows his game. And I, like, I just, I kind of loved, and, and, and frankly, I get why that's enticing to, to somebody who's your age. Well, and also, it's, that was 60 seconds. Like, I mean, not everything you see that's quick is easy, but seeing that happen so quickly gives me the confidence that I can do that too. Right. Okay, he is a student at Cornell University. Okay, so he's probably in the hospitality. Cornell has one of the great food and beverage hospitality courses in the country. Wait, majoring in, in Spanish and Italian with a significant coursework in classes such as nutrition, food science, and culinary science. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's social media is great for things like that. Like and his a, Italian pronunciations were really good. Really? Yeah, maybe Way you, should, better than you mine. should take some tips from him. Listen, I'm taking <laughs> classes already. I'm not taking them on TikTok. But here's the thing is, when I'm trying to figure out what I want to make, if I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see something I want to make, then I'll just buy those ingredients and make that. It's the same thing with how I discovered that. I, I saw his pasta, I thought it looked great, and I was like, well, I don't know what else to make, I'm just gonna buy the ingredients and make that. Think about it this way. Like, you have access to um, a professional chef, your father, <laughs> at, any, at any moment of any day, Correct. right? But instead, <laughs> You're getting your recipes from TikTok. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, I'm clearly not doing something Well, you're right. not known for your penne alla vodka. You don't know that. <laughs> yes, I do. I have, a, I have a restaurant dedicated to penne no, alla vodka. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that is funny, though. No, but, no, but, but did you go looking for a penne alla vodka recipe? Or, no. or did this kid, like, entice you to make the penne alla vodka? Totally enticed me to make it. What do you love about this dish? I mean, I like how creamy it is. Yeah. That's really what it is, isn't it? The heavy well, cream, it's a, it's that's what makes it. It's a tomato cream sauce. So, so basically, I didn't make this tomato sauce today. I always have like a jar of tomato sauce that I like for in a pinch. So just tomato sauce in the pan. You wanna bring the tomato sauce you know, up to a simmer and let it start to cook. And then you add the vodka to it and you, wanna, you want the alcohol to cook off. Right. Because you don't want it to taste like you don't want it to taste like a Bloody Mary. Right. You know what I mean? No, thank you. No, so you, so you, want, to, you want to cook the vodka off, and I'm sure there's a food scientist that will tell us exactly why the, why the vodka's in there and what it's doing to make this a better dish, but like, frankly, I have no idea. Because if, <laughs> if, if I told you I put it in, and I didn't put it in, you would believe me. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's the way it works. All right, so then I'm gonna add, then we're gonna add the cream. Some people just make this with tomato paste. Yes. Is that you? Yes. What, what's the decision not to? Well, tomato paste is just concentrated tomatoes, and basically what you're doing is, you're, what you're doing is you're just taking heavy cream and making it red. Right. With a little sweetness <laughs> from the tomatoes. So it's really creamy. Yeah, so I mean, which is totally fine, but what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm taking tomatoes and I'm adding some cream to it so that the, the, the tomato sauce is a little creamier. Yep. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of the inverse. And you want to bring it to a boil, and then you want to let the cream, you know, what we call reduce. I was talking to my friend Drew about this, 
When we find recipes that we want to make for dinner, maybe it's just people that aren't as experienced chefs or maybe it's a generational thing, we go buy ingredients for just that dish. I'm not great at thinking ahead, like when I go to the grocery store, about everything that I could and want to make for that week. So I feel like it's almost like... You don't have a full pantry in your house. No, but also I feel like it's wasteful. But maybe you should think about it in, in the inverse way. So like when you go and make a dish, a, a chicken dish or whatever, or whatever it is, how can you make more than one dish out of that protein? You know what I make all the time for dinner? What? Like at least once a week, chicken thighs. Chicken thighs are fantastic. I mean, I can't say this about a lot of things, but I'm good at chicken thighs. Okay, so when you say chicken thighs. Yes, with skin. Skin bone on, in. bone in, skin, skin on. on. Okay, so the full on, because you can buy them without the bones or without That's the skin. That's a good point, yes, Okay. yes. So bone in, skin on, all right, I like your, I like your choice. Yes, you know, an old, an old technique, you sear the skin first on a, I use a cast iron to cook mine for about like, what, 10, well, eight to 10 minutes maybe? Well, chicken skin should be is. cooked very slowly. Yeah. So that, so that the skin renders. It's a common mistake that people make. They think high heat because they think they're gonna crisp the skin. It's actually the opposite. And you need to check it a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> I need no, no. to check it a lot. And then I- you flip it over? Flip it over, yep, to put it in the oven. I love that you're using a cast iron pan. I use a cast iron for almost everything. Yeah, and they're fantastic. I don't really use that many ingredients. Like once I flip it over, I'm, I'm throwing in maybe some onion, some chopped red onion. But like, what's your process? Like, what are you thinking about? Like you're cooking these thighs and what are they gonna taste like? Yeah, like, are you making a sauce out of it? Or are you just cooking oh, them? Really, I'm just cooking them, yeah. I mean, I use, I use butter, I use onion, I use a lot of garlic. And then but when I put them in the oven, I, I use like a ton of rosemary or thyme, whatever I, wow. whatever I have, yeah. That, that's good. I like that. It's very sort of herbaceous cooking. You know, yes. it's just like you're just you utilizing some aromatics as they call it. Yeah. And you're you're just you know you're cooking the chicken thighs right. Yeah, and I mean, if I'm lazy, like I'll just throw the some like baby potatoes, chopped up baby potatoes in the. That's not being lazy at all. That's really smart. Well, that way it has all the juices. Of course. It's really good. And yes. all the aromatics that you get you get with it. Right in the cast iron, baby. It does wonders. What are some things that you have in your pantry that, say it's like, I don't know, Tuesday night, you didn't go grocery shopping, you have random things in your pantry, you just wanna make an easy dinner, don't wanna go to the store. What are staples in your pantry that can make that happen for you? Well, like I was saying before, polenta or grits, rice or risotto, obviously pasta of every shape and size and color. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I have tons of it. But then you want things like, I have some Asian ingredients as well. I have soy sauce and sesame oil. I have koji jang, which is the mm, that, so good. that Korean red pepper paste that I just absolutely love. I mean, you, you can slather that on some chicken or, or some vegetables or some meats. It's just a wonderful ingredient. And then I have like little sections in my pantry. So I have the Italian section where I have like, like can, having canned tomatoes is a must. Canned tomatoes are always delicious, 12 months a year. Yeah. And you know, you open a can of tomatoes and you make a tomato sauce and-, and You always have a can of tomatoes. Yeah. That I can- It's always, well, yeah. it's always happening. Yeah. I mean, making pasta with tomatoes and basil and Parmesan cheese, it's a classic for a reason. It's so delicious. Because it's ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you always have, I would, I remember complaining as like a little kid, like you just have ingredients in your pantry. You don't have snacks. No. You're not gonna find any goldfish. There's Don't no even goldfish. think about Oreos. Like, no. it is rice and flour. <laughs> no, I have anchovies and I have capers. It's not where kids wanna be. Yeah, if you're under the age of 15, it's not fun. No.
You, you remember our friend Paul Del Favaro? Yes. He was the chef and I was the sous chef at this restaurant called Island on the Upper East Side. And we used to have this dish and, and we, used to, we used to refer to this as pink sauce. That's because it's pink, yeah. It, it's, it looks pink right now. It almost looks pink. like Thousand Island sauce. Like it has that similar color. Yeah, except it's hot. Okay. So letting our pasta cook. Yeah, so then basically what you want to do is you want to get mm. this to a nice creamy, good sauce. Like your mouth is watering. It looks so good. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, you love this dish. I do. Do you make this for your roommate? No, I make this for myself. <laughs> so Quinn doesn't get any? No, Quinn can have some. Okay. And anyway, so you want to let this you cook know, for a little You know that's funny? While. You always ask, you're like, do you make this for your roommate? Like, we don't cook for each other. What? Like, but you guys live together. Yeah, you but, like each other. Yeah, but we don't, we just, like... See, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. You, you have to understand that, like, and you see, you've, you've, you've grown up watching this. When I cook, I'm feeding everybody. Yeah, you're a chef. I understand that, <laughs> but, like, it's a, it's the way that I show my, my adoration for Right, people. but I don't really know how to cook. <laughs> no, you really don't. <laughs> I have a funny story for you. You do? Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about where we get recipes for dinner ideas, right? Yeah. So, for maybe... <laughs> maybe one of the, the first five times I used a recipe from your cookbook, and it was the Bobby Flay Fit one, and I made the red curry coconut soup. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you I panicked, at one moment because my soup looked like this. What? <laughs> okay, so I'm showing him right now a picture of <laughs> soup. That's his recipe. And you have to cut up the cauliflower head mm -hmm. into small little florets and you put it in the soup, right? And to make it actually look good. You and have to, to puree it. You, yes, but I didn't see that part <laughs> at the end. <laughs> What do you mean you didn't see it? He's like, you forgot how to read? No. <laughs> <laughs> Once I read it at the bottom, I was literally following it like step by step. I wasn't really looking ahead too much. Got it. At the end, it looked like that. Oh, beautiful. Very beautiful. Yes. How, you never told me you made that soup. I made it last night. For the not for the first time. For the first time. Really? Yes. How was it? And I would say, <laughs> I have a few notes. Go ahead. <laughs> I would have used more red curry paste. Well, it depends on what what red curry paste you bought. I used oh, I don't know. The See, that's but but, but there. But it was the, hot. I mean, it, it like. But that's know. the variable. So some red curries are hotter than others. I mean. Well, how do you know? You have to. I mean, you the have label to, said hot. I know, but you have to. Well, I know, but like it's one of those things. It's like there's no substitute for experience. So like the next time you'll know to put more. Okay. But the one that you bought probably isn't that pungent. I would have added more. Yeah, I would have added more red curry, and. You like you you say garnish the soup with green onion. I <laughs> I put a handful of green onion in there. Too much green onion? No, like a, like more than you suggested. And it was too much. No, and it was great. Like no, I would have just yeah. recommended. I know. You know that's really interesting because I love green onions or scallions a ton, but sometimes they're too pungent for people. Any other notes? <laughs> um, not for now. Oh wow. That's it. Okay, I guess you really loved it. So. <laughs> Man, you're tough. All right, let's take a check our penne.
So we want it to be al dente. Do you know what al dente, how it translates? Oh, you always ask me this and I always forget. Like, not cooked all the way? To the tooth. To the tooth. So, it's, so in other words, it has like a little bit of a bite to it. Okay. I mean, you don't really want a bite to it. but yeah, like you want to finish cooking it in the sauce. Yes, exactly. And oh I'm going to chop up some, some parsley, some oregano. Do you put herbs in yours? Um, just some basil. Oh, basil. Basil. some good. basil at the end. Actually, basil is probably more classic. I just don't have any in my refrigerator. Do we need some bowls? I have a bowl for you. Okay. So, all right, we're gonna, all right, so now you can see like the pink sauce is nice and thick. It's bubbling a little bit. So I think it's a little thick, but utilizing pasta water, water is yep. a really important thing to do because there's already starch in it. So it's actually gonna help create this nice glaze on whatever the sauce is, yep. is, is part of it. Now what I do, Sophie, this is just pro tip. <laughs> the, pa the pasta is in the sauce, but I haven't mixed it yet. And then I season with salt and pepper the pasta before I start spinning it in the sauce. Okay. Okay. Whoa, we're flipping the pasta here. Flipping the pasta. Uh-oh. Okay. How does that look so far? It looks delicious. And then you want the pasta and the sauce to kind of cook together for a couple of minutes. You know, before you add in the pasta water. Well, we, I added some pasta water inadvertently because oh. as I was as I was like putting the pasta in, like you know, some of the With the ladle. Yeah, some of the some of the water comes in. But if it gets too thick, you can just you can add just like you can take a little bit of the pasta water and like this is called cooking. And I and I mean <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like you're looking to see what's going on and you make decisions based on what's in front of you. This that's why I hate baking. Because once you, you put it in the it. oven, you can't see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And you can't really adjust it. But That's in cooking, funny. you can do that. See, see, I thought the sauce was too thick. Then I added some of the pasta water, and it kind of thinned it out a little bit. Yep. Now you can see it's like the pasta and the sauce are, are cooking together. Mm, that looks good. Really good. Are you happy with this, with this, the way this oh looks? Oh my god, I can't wait. Okay. So then we're going to take some Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese and grate a bunch of that in there. Because you know this, mm. this, is, this ingredient is one of the best ingredients in the world. Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> My Italian is so bad. <laughs> hey, you're trying. I know. You're taking lessons. I know. Okay. And then whenever you add fresh herbs to anything hot, you add it, always add it at the very end. Right. Because you want to keep them nice and fresh and green, and that's really key. Great. I have a bowl for you. I know. I'm getting a fork. Oh. All right. So let's put this in the bowl. Oh, it looks so good. Creamy, but not too thick. Yeah, and then you can grate a little bit more cheese on top. Absolutely. Here's your penne alla vodka. Bon apple tea. Bon what? Oh my God. <laughs> bon apple tea. Bon apple tea, what? What are you even talking about? This is so good. Is it? I guess when you talk about old school and new school at this table, I guess I'm on the old school side. You are old, yes. Thank you. So, so uh, listen, I still love rummaging through cookbooks. You know, they called for the death of cookbooks, you know, 20 years ago when the internet became so resourceful. But the bottom line is that's not the case. People love having cookbooks. They like buying them. They like collecting them. And frankly, they like utilizing them. I mean, I'm one of them. When I'm looking to change menus in my restaurants or something or be inspired, I, I rummage through like tons of cookbooks. All I need is ingredients circling in my head. And so if, I'm, if, I just flip, if I just start flipping through a cookbook that I like, 
or that I'm into at that moment. And I start reading titles and I see mushrooms and pomegranates and garlic and what I start I just start writing those those ingredients down and it starts my juices flowing interesting like for instance if like you know if I'm creating a, a menu for Amalfi my restaurant in Las Vegas obviously I'm gonna pick Italian cookbooks or cookbooks that have like a lot of fish in them because you know it's it's about fish and pasta etc I mean that's sort of the, the cuisine there so like I just picked up this book this is a friend of mine my mentor Jonathan Waxman and he just came out with the Barbuto cookbook, which I have to say is a really good cookbook. I'm not just saying that because he's my boy, but I'm saying it because every page seems delicious. Like this is the way I would get dinner ideas, you know? I just opened to skirt steak romesco. All right, so like I don't even need to look at the recipe anymore because I know how to make romesco sauce that I'm gonna make, which romesco right. sauce is a Spanish sauce. It's like a paste, it's almost like a red pesto. You know, so it's got the tomatoes and it has, bread and almonds and garlic and some chilies, peppers and things like that, you know, all sort of bound together with olive oil. And you grill a steak, like this one's the skirt steak, but like if you want to use a New York steak or a filet mignon or a ribeye or a skirt steak or a flank steak, or whatever, and you serve a romesco, like to me, that sounds like a delicious dinner. Yeah, totally. Done, I'm finished, right? And maybe I'll add a salad to it and I'm, and I'm eating dinner. You know, that, to me, that's a really good way to figure it out. I'm just looking at this page. I have this book turned to the Barbuto book. Look at this Bucatini alla Matriciana. Look at this. I know it's an Italian dish and I'm like obsessed with Italy, but like. Oh my like, God. I mean, who, who doesn't want to eat that? Our listeners have to know that you're obsessed with pasta at the moment. And I'm obsessed with move, Italy. Move this. So pasta is a big part of it. I know, you, you like. And you, I could literally wake up at 8 a.m. and you'd be like, you want something to eat, some pasta? I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm going through my, my repertoire Yeah, here. you are. You know, I'm making a lot of like, you know, stuffed pastas, fresh pastas, dried yeah. pastas, all kinds of different shapes. I mean, pastas, like, come on, who doesn't want to eat pasta? What do you want for dinner tonight? Tonight? Bucatini alla matriciana. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, literally never ending. That's what you're getting. Okay. Oh my gosh. Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.